You are now listening to the Hack My Age podcast, the show that brings you guests for the woman going through the menopause journey. I'm your host, Zora Benamou, a gerontologist, certified sports nutrition, menopause, and breathing coach. I'm the author of the Longevity Master Plan and the cookbook Eating for Longevity. And if you're a woman in perimenopause or postmenopause, check out the programs on hackmyage.com website to biohack and optimize your menopause experience because menopause is inevitable, but suffering is optional. So now please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review to help others find us too. This is a really important point because it costs nothing, but makes a huge impact for me to support a podcast from menopausal women to normalize this conversation about menopause and attract even more amazing guests to the show for you and for me. I promise you are going to love this conversation today with my very special guest, Dr. Amy Horniman. And thanks to our mutual biohacking bestie, Natalie Ninnam, who you should all be following by now. Uh, through her, I got to meet Amy and have gotten to know her protocols, her style, and her amazing podcast called The Thyroid Fixer, which is a top rated podcast in medicine and alternative health. And she has nearly 350 episodes already. So you got a lot of catching up to do with her podcast now. And I promise if you love mine, you're going to absolutely eat up the information she's dishing out on her podcast. So I invited Dr. Amy to share her expertise on thyroid health. Well, her podcast is called The Thyroid Fixer. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about. But we're also going to cover some hormones that you never heard about or never even thought about that are so crucial for our transitions into menopause. Dr. Amy is a doctor of clinical nutrition and a certified functional medicine practitioner, but she has taken her knowledge about thyroid function to a whole new level that even most doctors can't even figure out. So she then went on to create the Institute for Thyroid and Hormone Optimization, which is basically a an organization with transformational proven approaches to address thyroid dysfunction and support you in returning to full health. Dr. Amy is also the founder of the Fixer supplement line that spe specifically addresses the struggles that Dr. Amy saw in her patients, like the inability to lose weight and fatigue, low libido, hormone imbalance, like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and she's got a ton of products and programs, which I'm dying to test out myself. I literally just placed my first order today and I'll keep you posted on that. And I've got literally absolute faith in this because my biohacking besties tell me so. <laughs> so Dr. Amy went through her own health struggles, which she's going to share with us too. Um, so she really, really understands what you're going through. She, she gets it guys. Now I am currently binge listening to all of her podcasts and have about 300 more to go. Uh, but I've learned so much and I'm so excited to share her with you too. And she, she literally grabs your hand and gives you answers about your health and then gives you the actual tools and the personalized treatment to get to the root cause of the problem and then returns you to the badass human self that you've always been. So without further ado, let's meet Dr. Amy Horneman. Welcome. Zora, thank you so much for having me. I, I love your podcast too. So I've been binging as well. Just <laughs> FYI, just FYI. So we're on the same page. 
Oh, this is so funny. This is how podcast hosts get to know each other by listening to their podcast. I, I got to meet you in person though, right? Exactly. So let's just start by giving a brief, really brief background on your own health issues that, that led you to this expertise in thyroid and hormones and, and metabolic health. So like looking at you, no one would ever guess that you have or ever had any issues at all. Well, I did. Yeah, no, it, just what you said in the beginning that that she gets you. I do. I, I get it. I, I get it on a very deep personal level because if we rewind 20 some odd, maybe almost 30 years ago, I was competing. So I was doing fitness and figure competitions and fitness modeling. So for those listeners who don't know what that is, basically you're dieting down, you're eating clean. I mean, I was eating chicken, broccoli, asparagus, going to the gym a couple times a day. It's a dedicated lifestyle, but I had done that multiple times. This wasn't my first rodeo that this happened. I'd done that multiple times. So I knew how my body would respond. I knew just, you know, biologically when we eat clean and work out, the body does what? Loses weight. So the goal when you step on stage or in front of the camera for fitness modeling is to have that shape, you know, that athletic shape. Not, I wasn't like a dude looking bodybuilder. I mean, just that sexy, lean muscle, athletic shape to it. And you have to be very, very lean. My body had done this before. This one show I was getting ready for, and it was a big show, the NPC Pittsburgh. The scale started going up. So, you know, I'm working with a trainer. I go to see him. I have to do my weigh-ins, my check-ins. I step on the scale. Oh, okay. It's up 10 pounds. I'm thinking, what's going on? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, biologically, it doesn't make sense. And that's a lot for you because you're what five two if I re- on a good God. day, yeah, <laughs> five two on a good day. So, so I'm, I'm standing tall. So and, and you know it just wasn't making sense to me. I felt like my body was rebelling against me. I, and so what do we do? What did I do? I ate less and exercised more. So I thought maybe I'll kill myself some more. So ladies, if you're listening, you're nodding your head. Yeah, I try to restrict more, restrict the calories, eat less, work out three times a day you know, do a set of pushups in between phone call, whatever. Step on the scale again. Now I'm up 25 pounds. Oh my gosh. Now I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting depressed. I mean, I remember putting my head on the steering wheel, crying in my car. And I went to my doctor because that's what we do. We go to our doc and we say, hey, doc, this is what's going on. Why is my body acting like this? And I was told by doctor number one, you're normal. Everything is fine. Just eat less and exercise more. And I left there thinking like, I'm already doing that. That's not even possible to do on a deeper level, right? So I didn't stop there. I went to doctor number two and three and four, five, six, all telling me that it's all in my head. You're normal. Everything is fine. Eat less exercise, more medical gaslighting is what I call it. They were medically gaslighting me to where I started to believe maybe it is my fault. Maybe it is in my head. Maybe I need to do more. Maybe I need to like crush myself at the gym. Well, we know that's not the answer. Doctor number seven actually gave me a diagnosis. So I got the diagnosis of hypothyroidism. Yay, something's wrong with my thyroid. I have an answer. I have a pill. So I left her office pumped up. I'm like, we're going to get this now. This is awesome. Five months later, no change. Not one pound lost. I didn't feel better. I was fatigued. My hair was falling out, all the things. But my main focus was the weight because that's where I could see that my body was rebelling against me. Finally, I decided to break out of the conventional sick medicine system and go to functional medicine, integrative medicine, functional medicine. And I kept hearing the name of this functional medicine practitioner. So I go to him. He is now my mentor to this day. Saves my life. 
there's all the right testing. There's all the right treatment. We go over medication, we go over supplements. We go over, I mean, my nutrition was on point, but it was the biological things happening in my body. It was my hormones being thrown off. It was my thyroid downregulating. He did everything right, saved my life, shifted my body into optimization, which is what I do for my patients now. That changed my career path. Because at that point, I thought, here I am in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, huge, huge city with a huge medical system. And I got the shaft seven different times. How many other women are going through this? But I mean, it has to be a ridiculous amount. And it is now that I've been doing this for, I don't know, 27 years. Yeah, I can see it. It is rampant in the medical system today of, I say women because women get hit hard by hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, but we'll say people, people being medically gaslit, being misdiagnosed, undiagnosed, mistreated, put on T4 only, which is what I was put on. Doctors not listening to them, not listening to their symptoms, not spending time with them. It's just, it's, it's a horrendous system we have, but that's what actually led me, pain to purpose story, right? That's why most of us are here led me into this space of helping people with thyroid and hormone disorders. Wow. What a struggle. And how long did it take before you got the diagnosis from start to finish? Just out of curiosity. Oh gosh, that was such a long journey. I mean, it, it was long in my eyes. I want to say it was about a year from the time that I started going to all these medical doctors and the five months that I gave the one treatment that the doctor gave me. So I would say about a year. Unfortunately, I have patients that they're like, I've been dealing with this for 10 years, 20 years. Like they are pissed. Why hasn't anyone told me this before? How did I just lose two decades of my life? So I try to get the message out. Like, listen, you don't have to live this way. Put that, but, you know, stop it. Stop the timer now. We're not going to go another 10 years of you suffering. We're going to do something about it now because I don't, I hate hearing that. People that have been tossed around for 10 years, 20 years, that's a lot of life to lose. As you're looking for these answers and trusting the medical system to have them, you have, I mean, yeah, mine was only a year, thankfully. Yeah. And you can imagine those people with the thyroid issues for 10 years, the thyroid is taking a beating. It's a struggling waiting for that answer. And I know that thyroid issues can happen at any age, but for some reason, it sounds like every woman I know is going through this menopause transition, let's say in their late forties or fifties. It seems like everybody's thyroid is is going bonkers. So what what why what's going on? Why should we be paying attention to the thyroid as we go through this transition? And and even those people who who quote unquote you know have normal thyroid uh, thyroid panels, but yet maybe not feel so great. I'm going to credit Sarah Godfrey with this quote. She said the word thyropause a while ago. <laughs> I didn't hear that yet. I follow. Oh her. yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So what we see in menopause is this downregulation of thyroid function. And it's kind of an interplay between hormones and, and the thyroid. So in menopause, we transition into the state of low hormone function. So we start to get ovarian failure. I mean, listen, whether we like it or not, we can't stop aging, but we can do things to eliminate the symptoms of aging or the diseases of aging to prevent, to to eradicate. So we're not going to avoid hormonal decline, but we can replace them. So what happens? Menopause, ovarian failure starts, 
really we start to see progesterone declining in perimenopause. So as early as a woman's 30s, we'll see low progesterone, we'll see low testosterone. And then that will follow with sometimes estrogen dominance as a woman goes into menopause, followed by low estrogen. So that's where in that estrogen dominance state, sometimes that's a stressor and can trigger hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's. Sometimes even just the absence of hormones. When your progesterone and your testosterone drop, testosterone is actually very autoimmune protective. It's immune protective. So one study showed that when they were looking at men, of course, we need more studies done on ladies, but this study was done on men. And they looked at testosterone levels in its relationship to cases of Hashimoto's or Hashimoto's flare-ups, where we see elevated antibodies with Hashimoto's. And the men who had low testosterone had more incidence of autoimmune Hashimoto's. The men with higher levels or optimal levels of testosterone had little to no incidences of Hashimoto's. So what we see is that testosterone has a protective effect on the immune system and on autoimmune diseases specifically, keeping it almost in a, a dormancy, keeping that inflammation down. Now, why does Hashimoto's hit women more? So Hashimoto's is the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism. It hits us more because we have low testosterone in general. We have lower than men. Now, add on to that when our testosterone levels drop low, like truly low, they plummet. You're not making enough hormones. Now that Hashimoto switch just flips into the on position. So any kind of hormonal shift, hormonal drop, that can trigger that autoimmune condition. That can flip that autoimmune switch to the on position. And then the thyroid just starts to downregulate. It's not producing enough of the hormones anymore. That's where all the weight gain and the, just every, all the menopausal symptoms times 10 start to occur when you have thyroid and low hormone function at the same time. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> so we lose our sex hormones, which are fluctuating during perimenopause. That's that five years before the actual menopause was just 12 consecutive months without a period. I, I hate this word menopause. Everybody thinks that we use it so generally, but yeah. people really need to understand. I always keep repeating, repeating it because I know uh, plenty of women who are in perimenopause and have no idea and they, and they still use that, think it's pre-menopause, but let's just to, to clarify, clarify things. We it's going up and down and then it's gradually declining until we are kind of tanked. This episode is sponsored by Oxford HealthSpan, the creators of my favorite supplement, Primadine. I admit it, I am a total supplement junkie, but if I had to choose only one, it would be this one. And it's because primidine is spermidine, and this is shown to activate autophagy, which is super important. Now, this is a cellular cleanup and recycling process that declines as we age. So as we get older, our cells accumulate a lot of junk and waste, which isn't good for our cells, our health, nor our longevity. So we need to clean it up. And if you want the research on this, go to OxfordHealthSpan.com and you can see all of it, showing how spermidine supports our brain, our hormones, and our heart health. And another great side effect is stronger hair, skin, and nails, but also longer eyelashes. But you know, the real important reason why I love Primadine is because I have never, ever received as much feedback on a product I recommended as I have with Primadine. Literally, 
every week someone reaches out to me on Facebook or Instagram with an amazing testimonial. And most of the time it's about improved sleep. And even some of you told me it's reversed a bit of your gray hair too. So I find that totally amazing. So I can honestly say with 100% certainty that Primadine is the best spermidine supplement you'll ever find. And you can try it with a 15% discount by using the code Zora, Z-O-R-A, on OxfordHealthSpan.com. Just be sure to get back to me with your results too. Now enjoy the show. So that makes perfect sense because the thyroid as well is regulating your metabolism, right? So over, it's like 80% of the women uh, going through menopause have complained about this sort of unexplained weight gain, this belly fat, even though nothing's changed their diet and exercise or they're, what they're doing like you at the time was just under eating and, and over training and which makes things even worse. So maybe you can talk a little bit more about the weight gain because you also specialize in this, right? And thyroid has such a huge function for metabolism how how does that play and then where what can women sort of do about it so the thyroid is the master gland if you think about it that way the thyroid is controlling everything else in your body it's controlling your metabolism and your energy function it controls your other hormones your sex hormones it controls your insulin and so you can be insulin resistant when you're eating carnivore or keto because your thyroid is off it controls whether or not you poop every day. It controls your body temperature regulation, your hair growth, your skin cell turnover, your heartbeat, your blood pressure, your heart rate. It has a huge control over your entire body. Every cell in the body has a receptor site on it for thyroid hormone, specifically for T3, thyroid hormone. So when our thyroid is low, yeah, our whole body is going to be impacted. And then you start to layer. So I focus on, I, I mention weight a lot in my podcast, in my talks, because I know as a woman, and I hate to leave out the guys, guys, I know that weight gain sucks for you too. But for, for us ladies, it's a whole nother level. I mean, try to resonate with me on this one. I'm just thinking of the days where my body was rebelling and I was gaining weight. I didn't want to work. I didn't want to get dressed and go out with friends. I didn't want to get naked in front of my significant other. So sex was out of the question. I didn't have the energy because literally my brain was constantly looking, what else can I do to lose this weight? What is going on with my body? What's going on with my health? Why is it rebelling against me? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What, what can I eat? I can't eat that. Oh my gosh, if I eat that, I'm going to put on five pounds. I can't go to a party. No, there's going to be treats at the party. There's going to be drinks at the party. I can't do that. I'm just going to stay at home. Your whole life is affected. You start being non-productive in your work. Your work definitely declines. Your friendships start to slip away. People start to think that you're crazy. Like, what is wrong with, oh, you know what? It must be her fault. She's, she's just eating too much. She's probably sneaking those donuts again. I mean, it's a whole mental cycle of torture when you are gaining weight like that. And, and when it comes down to your thyroid, like I said earlier, there's multiple layers. So the thyroid's going to control insulin. So now we have low thyroid function causing slow metabolism and weight gain. Now we have the insulin resistant component that's stopping your body from tapping into its fat stores for fuel. What if it starts affecting your testosterone? Testosterone is your get stuff done hormone. Without that, you're not going to have that muscle strength, ability, drive, motivation. It, it manages our body composition, whether or not we gain muscle, lose muscle, put on fat. So those three components, thyroid, insulin, testosterone, 
stack upon each other and just push it. I mean, they push you down further into that hole. So we have to start with the thyroid being the master gland and then branch out and say, okay, what else is going on? What has the thyroid affected in this person that we also need to address? So that's really why I focus on weight so much because I know how torturous it is on a, on a woman's brain. And we become more insulin resistant when we pass into menopause. So it's just this, this vicious cycle. And I'm so, I'm going to resist asking about testosterone because that's like, we're going to open a whole can of worms there, but I'm really glad you mentioned all the benefits of testosterone. I went to see my, my general practitioner doctor when I first discovered the hormones and I thought, okay, I need to, I need testosterone. And she just looked at me and she said, no, women don't need testosterone. I picked up my jaw off the floor. I left and looked for another doctor. I, I was shocked to hear this. And I know so many other people have this issue, but please dive a little bit deeper. Dr. Amy has podcasts on this, on testosterone. Just go and listen to it. We're going to do another podcast if we don't have time, or we'll talk about this at the end. But thank you for mentioning testosterone. But I want to focus a little bit more on the thyroid. So what happens to women when they are having the hair loss or they're having the belly fat and all these issues, fatigue, low libido. And then they go to the doctor and they test their thyroid because Dr. Amy said, oh, you should test your thyroid or Zora said, test your thyroid. And they taste test and they go, you're fine. What should they be asking the doctor then? Or perhaps what other tests should they be looking at? This is the biggest experience that people will have. You go into your doctor and you ask for a thyroid test, just like you said, and your doctor will test TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, because that's standard of care in the medical system. Doctors have learned in the medical system, you test TSH to check for thyroid function. If TSH is above the cutoff limit, and that has changed throughout the years, but above that standard lab value range that you see on your blood test, if it's above that and it's flagged high, then that person has hypothyroidism, you give them T4. And that's what happened to me. So I have my TSH checked. I was given T4 medication, sent on my merry way. And the fact that that's not working doesn't matter. That standard of care, they check the box, you are done. Now beyond TSH, and TSH is actually a very poor marker of thyroid function. I use the analogy, I haven't used this in a while, so I'll throw this out there. I use the analogy of a flood in your basement. You know, you have a basement, you go downstairs one day, you see two feet of water down there. You're like, oh, man, what are we going to do? Okay, I'm going to call a plumber. Plumber comes in, comes upstairs, walks into your kitchen, looks in your sink and goes, I don't see anything wrong here. You're normal. Everything's fine. And you're like, um, excuse me, sir, there's there's two feet of water on the bay. If you would look a little bit further, if you would look deeper, like I understand I don't have water spewing out of my kitchen sink. You know, a toilet didn't explode down the hall yet, but there's still a problem. <laughs> there's still yeah. a problem. You got to go deeper. And that's the perfect analogy. Yeah. I mean, TSH, if it's flagged high, there's water spewing out of your sink. There's an obvious problem, but even that obvious problem isn't going to be treated properly per se, but you have to go deeper and test everything. So you have to test the free T4. You have to test the free T3. Those are the two thyroid hormones. We want to know how much thyroid hormone your thyroid is producing. TSH is a pituitary hormone. It's a messenger from the pituitary gland in your brain to the thyroid gland that pokes it and goes, can you just make more thyroid, please. Like we're just not sensing enough in the system. Could you make more? Now that's not always an accurate signal because the pituitary could be perfectly happy with the production of thyroid hormone by the thyroid gland itself. 
but maybe that thyroid hormone isn't getting to the cell. Maybe that T4, which is inactive and has to convert to T3, the active thyroid hormone, that conversion doesn't happen. Someone will have an elevated reverse T3, which is the fourth test that you have to get. Reverse T3 is like the bouncer at the club. If reverse T3 is high, it's standing outside of your cell door, arms crossed, telling T3 it can't get it. So we don't want reverse T3 being elevated. We also want to check for Hashimoto's. That's what I mentioned earlier. Hashimoto's is the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism. We check TPO antibodies and TGA antibodies, thyroglobulin and thyroid peroxidase antibodies. And those antibodies tell us if you have an autoimmune condition where your body is literally seeing your thyroid gland as a bad guy. And it's going out and attacking it and beating it up on a daily basis. So if the thyroid gland's getting beat up, do you think it's going to work properly? If I come over and whack you with a baseball bat a couple of times, are you going to feel good that day? Are you going to be a productive worker? Are you going to be able to do this podcast and, and be full of light? No, you're not going to work very well. Same thing with the thyroid gland. When it gets beat up, it's not going to produce T4 and T3 and at adequate levels to support the body's function. And it's not going to convert T4 to T3 very well either. So there are so many other tests we have to do beyond TSH. Okay, so sometimes I'm wondering, is it even worth doing TSH? Just skip it and go straight to, you said T3, T4, free T3, free T4, you said reverse T3, and then you had the ATO antibodies. TPO. APO TPO and TGA. Sorry, TPO and TGA. So those are those. So I'm wondering if when you said also, let me maybe you should explain the differences between uh, the free T3 and free T4 is if that's the as I understand, it's the one that's that's uh, available. But if it if that's what's available, why even bother then with just T3 and T4? Let's just Let's just skip TSH, T3, T4, and just go straight to the free stuff. And I mean, this is just me who doesn't know very much about that, but that I would like you to clarify maybe the differences with those tests and which ones really are important if we should skip any of the other ones. No, you, you nailed it, Zora. You're right on point. Actually, after a while, after that first test that we do of TSH, I really don't care whether you get that tested again. Because here's the thing, if you're actually on proper thyroid treatment, and I'll throw out a stat to you really quickly because this ties into our conversation. T4 only, which is standard of care. That's what I got. It didn't work. T4 only, only works in 2% of the hypothyroid population. And even that, I would argue, show me that 2%. Let me see if they have any symptoms. Let me see. But 98% of those with hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's do their best on a combination of T4 and T3. If I give you T3, your TSH is going to go down. So it no longer becomes an adequate marker. And in fact, your doctor, if he or she only tests TSH, and let's say you happen to be given some T3, you happen to be with somebody that is slightly open-minded enough to give you a little bit of T3, to give you armor thyroid instead of T4 only, that TSH is going to go down. Now, here's the problem. Your conventional sick doctor is going to look at that TSH, see that it's low, and they're going to call you hyper. And they're going to then pull that T3 that's been helping you because they don't care. They're going by a lab value. All you are is a lab value. So they're going to look at that TSH and say, ooh, that's below a one. You're suppressed. You're now hyper. And you're going, I'm not hyper. I'm still gaining weight. I'm tired. I'm like sluggish. When, you, when you're hypothyroid, everything is low and slow. Your mood is low. 
You're not pooping every day. Like I said, your digestion is slow. Your metabolism is slow. Your hair growth is slow. If you are hyper, it's exactly what it sounds like. You are hyper. You're anxious. It's like you drank too much coffee and you have insomnia. And there's a huge difference and you know it. So if your doctor says, oh, your TSH is low, you're hyper. And you go, hmm, no, I'm not. They are not testing you thoroughly and they don't know the thyroid. I'm telling you that right now. If your doctor says no to testing and if your doctor calls you hyper from a low TSH, they don't know the thyroid. When I test the thyroid levels, you are correct. I like the free versions. Now, every so often, someone will toss in a total. That's just confirmation. I'll go, oh, look, your free T3 over here, your active thyroid hormone, which is one of the two most important thyroid tests. I like free T3 and reverse T3. Those are the, the, the stars of the testing. Oh, look, your free T3 is low. Oh, look, now we're going to go over here because you happen to get total T3. And this just confirms that it's low. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be flagged low. I'm not saying that you're going to get an L next to it or that it's going to be red. I am saying low in the functional optimal space. There's normal and then there's optimal. So optimal is, is very narrow range. I like free T3 in the upper quadrant of the range or a little bit over. Reverse T3, which is the second most important test, has to be below a 12. So when I'm looking at these numbers, I'm looking at that free T3, somebody rolls in at a 2.5, normal, within normal limits on that standard lab value range. And then I go over to the T3 and let's say it's low normal. Let's say it's coming in at, a, at an 82. That's, that's low. So you don't have enough total T3. Therefore, of course, you don't have enough free T3. Now, the free is nice because it's picking up on what is converted. So T4, like we said earlier, is inactive. It has to do this conversion process to become T3. And that conversion process, I, I, I use the analogy again or compare it to running 10 Tough Mudders. It's really hard for the body to do. Yes, it's built into us that it should do that. But all the different things that can interfere with conversion, estrogen dominance, insulin resistance, low mag, low zinc, low selenium, low iodine. I mean, all of these things can interfere with conversion. So it's like, wow, that's really hard for the body to do. We better test free T3 to see if T4 is converting and we better test reverse T3 to see if T4 is converting. Could you skip the T4 altogether then? You can skip the total T4. You can skip the total T3. I do want the free T4 and the free T3 because sometimes that gives me answers and, and knowledge to paint that whole picture, it's like a very nuanced puzzle. But I do like the two free versions. It's amazing what you know about. It's like a, a detective and a puzzle that you're putting together or looking for the pieces that, that most doctors don't seem to be trained in or don't bother with. And, and this is why if you have thyroid issues, you got to see a, a specialist to put the pieces together for you. And, and that's why, yeah, you're asking for certain tests. It's not just the thyroid issues. Cause I threw out my, my husband's labs at you. And, uh, and I asked, cause he's, he's one of those people who just eats a, a slice of pizza and he just blows up like a balloon. Like there's no room for any kind of, there's no 80, 20% with him. And even when he's super good, just like you, it's like, oh gosh, can't, he still can't lose the weight. And so no, it's not the diet. It can't be something like that. So that's what we're looking at. And you'd asked for his testosterone and you'd asked for, for all these other tests as well. And, and I, 
I, you know, normally if I threw that just my general practitioner doctor, which we did because his cousin is a doctor and he's like, oh, you're fine. And I'm like, no, he's not fine. <laughs> he's a, he's actually, yeah, not in those optimal ranges. And said, if he were fine, then he'd be, you know, in an optimal body weight with all the effort that he does. And how many women do we know have done everything right? And they're not lying. They're honestly just, you know, training well and optimal eating and all that. And yet, they still cannot budge. And it's not because they're just eating too much. So uh, I think really, I'm just stressing people to please go see a specialist, if not Dr. Amy herself. Hey, I'm butting in for a quick second. If you enjoy the content brought to you in this podcast, consider supporting Hack My Age by becoming a patron on patreon.com. This is where you can drop a tip or become a member for the price of a coffee. Members get special material, free coaching, and private Zoom calls. Join us by going to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Hack My Age. Thanks for your support. Now let's get back to the podcast. I, I heard you talk about for the first time on Natalie Nidham's podcast about T2. I was like, what's this T2 coming from? Like nobody ever talks about T2, you know, T3, T4, but where is this is T2 come from and what's it for? And should we test it and all that? Oh, T2 is my passion. So I started studying T2 about 15 years ago and we'll get into the studies on it. It is a thyroid hormone. So your thyroid gland produces T1, T2, T3, T4. We already talked about T3 and T4. T1 is inactive. You can just kind of set that to the side. T2 is very metabolically active. So it acts on the body to increase your basal metabolic rate to improve. It actually works on the mitochondria itself. So it will improve mitochondrial function and help that mitochondria to produce ATP. Now we know the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. It produces ATP. That helps power our bodies. It gives us energy. It, it runs the show. In addition to thyroid hormone, your mitochondria have to be working properly. T2 does that. And it actually stimulates brown adipose tissue. Brown adipose tissue is our good fat. Brown fat, good fat. White fat is the white squishy fat that causes disease that, that we grab and we say, I really want this gone. That's the white fat that clogs your organs, that creates insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, heart disease. Brown fat, has a ton of mitochondria in it. That's why it's actually colored brown. We can stimulate brown fat and we do this through cold thermogenesis. I'm sure your listeners have, because I know you dove into that, the benefits of like cold plunging and Wim Hof, cold showers, breathing. That is stimulating brown adipose tissue. That's why people will lose body fat when they do cold thermogenesis because it's stimulating that bat. T2 does the same thing. So for those of you out there that are like, man, I hate that cold plunge stuff. I don't <laughs> like being cold. <laughs> you can do T2 instead. So cold, cold thermogenesis in a pill. But no, a T2 is amazing. So when we look at the studies, the benefits of it are that it has no thyromimetic effect, meaning you can take T2. It's in supplement form. Number one, that's a huge benefit because you don't have to beg your doctor for it. It's in supplement form. And it has no thyromimetic effect, meaning it's not going to downregulate your own thyroid function. Let's back up. Let's say I give you T3. Now, T3 is great. It's the active thyroid hormone. If you need it, you need it. We use it. But it is going to shut down your own production. It's going to have that negative feedback loop that most hormones have that will shut down. It will tell the thyroid gland, hey, don't produce that anymore. We're good. We have enough in, in circulation. So it's going to shut down your own thyroid function. And some people get a little bit sensitive to it. They, they get a little bit jittery. It can increase your heart rate. Some people will get heart palpitations. 
Some people get a racing heart. Some will get anxiety from it. T2 does none of that because it doesn't act on the thyroid and it has no cardiovascular effect. So number one, you're not going to look like you're hyper, like we talked about earlier. It's not going to push down your TSH. It's not going to give you the jitters. It's not going to make you anxious. It's not going to affect your cardiovascular system and increasing your heart rate. It is going to increase your basal metabolic rate, which is the amount of fat that you burn at rest. How I started researching this was actually, well, this started as a bodybuilding supplement because bodybuilders are the OGs of biohacking. Bodybuilders, whether you love them or not, and you think they're crazy or not, because they're a little bit crazy, have experimented on themselves long before all the biohackers in the space have. We were doing peptides before there were peptides. We were doing T2 and growth hormone and SARMs and bioregulators before all y'all were. So T2 actually started in the bodybuilding space. And that's where you would find it in supplemental form where these big, you know, the nasty, like angry names that they're like dude products. They're like bro science, right? Even though I knew it was effective, I looked at the studies. I found one study showed when, when tested in humans, T2, which is 3,5-diodoelthionine for those geeks out there that like the long version, T2 actually produced a nine-pound weight loss, a 4% reduction in body fat in 28 days. Now, 4% reduction in body fat is huge. Nine pounds, you're going to go, oh my gosh, yeah, that's huge. 4% reduction in body fat is huge. With just a pill. I mean, that sounds pretty magical. Uh, almost I know. too good to be true. I don't know. It, without changes in diet and exercise? Well, okay. Now, let's be honest. You can't be in McDonald's and taking <laughs> T2 and thinking you're going to get... No, I would say... Now, the study did not specify, but I would say that all things stayed the same with these study participants. So, you know, diet and exercise remained the same. And I'm sure they didn't pick, you know, two people that were eating just the standard American diet and a bunch of garbage. You know, just a normal balance. We'll say some type of balance to the diet. But yeah, you do have to be watching what you're eating, addressing insulin resistance, all of that. T2 actually does help lower insulin. So it helps improve insulin resistance. But here's the thing. When the bodybuilders were using it, and I heard one trainer to the pros talk about this. And he said, you know, especially with my ladies, I don't let them use T3 because, yeah, it's going to burn body fat, but it's also going to burn their muscle. And I want them to maintain their lean muscle mass because they have to step on stage and look, you know, shapely and sexy and lean and athletic. He goes, I use T2 because it's going to burn body fat. It's not going to burn their muscle tissue. And at the end of the show, they're not going to come out the other side with a thyroid problem. Remember that down regulation of thyroid production I talked about? If you take and let's say abuse T3, like bodybuilders do, you are going to downregulate your thyroid and now you're going to be on thyroid medication the rest of your life because you took T3 to get ready for a show. If you take T2, and this expands beyond bodybuilders, of course, into the general population, you're going to burn body fat and you're not going to downregulate your own thyroid function and you're not going to be anxious and you're not going to have a rapid heart rate. So that's the beauty of it. And there's another study that actually shows that it kind of stimulates muscle too. I did a podcast on this and I said, dare I say this out loud, but it's like <laughs> exercise in a bottle. And that doesn't mean that you get to sit on your couch and watch Netflix and take T2 and not exercise at all. But, but it does kind of act like exercise in a bottle and then it stimulates the muscle to almost act like it's, it's had a workout. This is amazing. And I'm so glad that you talked about this. This is what I really wanted to bring out because I never heard of it before. 
T2 then, somebody's then to say, well, okay, should I test for T2? Can you test it? And should you? Not. You cannot. It they developed a test for the 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 studies, the published studies, but there's not an in general, like you can't go to lab quest and say, hey, test my T2. At least not yet. There's not an assay for it yet. I do believe it will. Well, here's the thing. It's a double-edged sword. I believe it will come into more importance into our world. However, if it does, and if the medical community starts really looking into it, guess what? It's going to get turned into a prescription and it's going to get pulled from the shelves and you're going to be back at square one begging your doctor, can you please prescribe me some T2? So we really don't want that. Here's the thing. You don't really even need a test because there's no other effect on the body. So let's say we test your T2 and we see it's low. It's actually when we test pregnant women, it's low. And this makes sense. Our bodies are so smart when we're pregnant, you don't need to burn fat. You actually want to maintain a, a degree of extra adipose tissue to protect your baby. You don't need to be a fat burning machine when you're trying to grow life inside you. So we do know that T2 drops naturally in pregnancy. And so we can measure it there and we have measured it there in different studies. But I don't really even feel like it's that important to measure. It's like just if you can't lose weight, take it and see what happens. So, yeah, that's, it sounds like we should. Yeah, for those, it's a good, a good idea. It's, the function is to, to create brown adipose tissue so we can burn fat, raises our metabolic uh, rate so we can burn fat faster as well and not uh, mess with the muscle as well and keep that. So that's, that's good. Assuming that's, I mean, I'm saying we only take supplements and when we tried everything else and really it's not working and you need that extra boost, right? It's called a supplement, not a replacement to a healthy diet and lifestyle. But I'm wondering that, are there any other benefits? Like for me, I don't have trouble losing weight. I've got pretty good muscle mass. And are there any, it's like, I kind of want to try it because it sounds so good, but I, I don't know if that's just, if there are other benefits or is it, really made for people who, who need to, to burn fat? Yeah, that's a great question. I get this question all the time too, um, regarding, you know, thyroid fixer, we'll get questions sent in, who else can use it? Can I use it? Everybody's really super interested in it. So yes, I would say here's the criteria. If you can't lose weight, no matter what you do, if you're putting on weight, looking sideways at a piece of pizza, like your husband, if you are low in energy, you know, you just have that, that almost low mitochondrial function that low sluggish state, like your, your engines aren't turning on during the day. You're getting sluggish in the afternoon, looking at the couch thinking, oh my gosh, I'd really like to take an afternoon nap. If you feel like your whole body is in slow-mo, like going through quicksand, then I would say add in T2. If you have insulin resistance, if you have cholesterol issues, because it, 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 it does have an effect on cholesterol levels, improving cholesterol levels too, I would say add in T2. If you're like, I'm good in all those areas, then don't, then you're good. You don't need it. So that, that would be the criteria I would say for the most effective use of thyroid fixer T2. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned thyroid fixer and then that means, so if this is a supplement, we don't need to go to our doctor yet, hopefully never, uh, to get T2. We say, oh, I want to try it. So can somebody just go to a pharmacy and get it? Where, where, where is it sold? Oh, right. Well, yeah. Worth mentioning. So in all of my research, right. And backing up to it originally being in bro science supplements, I said, you know, I see so many women, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. How am I going to tell them to go buy this angry 
<laughs> named supplement from this angry named website. So yes, I did. I developed my own and I actually took, you know, I, I, I put in the 3,5-L-thyronine. I put in the L-tyrosine because that's very helpful for thyroid function as well. I put in coleus for scoli, which also helps burn body fat. So it's a really nice blend. So I developed my own, which is thyroid fixer. So that's part of my fixer supplement line. You can't go to a pharmacy. Well, I don't know because you're overseas. Your pharmacies are all different over there like where you can walk in. You guys in some countries, I don't know where you are, Zora, Zora but in some countries, yeah, like Mexico, you can walk in and buy T2 or buy T3. You can buy T3. You can buy anything in Mexico. <laughs> I, could just, yeah. I don't think you're in one of those countries. But yes, in Mexico, you can walk in and buy T3. But no, T2 is in supplement form. So you do not have to have it prescribed. It's not like you're going to find it at your local Walgreens. It is in supplement form. And it's a very, it's a specialty supplement. So it's, like I said, I, I manufactured it after there not being any, we'll say, I don't know, for lack of a better word, normal supplement line, non, non bodybuilding supplement line out there that really kind of educated their consumer like I do on the benefits of it. They were just kind of using it for their, their pumped up workouts and to step on stage. Yeah. And I'm wondering if there's anything else in those supplements and, and why, why then is thyroid fixer superior to say something you just fall in on Amazon or in this male dominated bodybuilder space? Because I imagine yours is quite clean. And you, you just said you added a couple of other nice little things in there. And I, I trust you, but I, I'm wondering, well, how does that compare to something that somebody will find just on Amazon or in there? First of all, the big rule, big rule for all of your listeners across the board, I don't care what supplement you're buying, you do not buy supplements or beauty products on Amazon. They're highly counterfeited. I mean, I came from the supplement world back in my 20s. I worked for a supplement company. If people only knew what goes on behind the scenes, it's unreal. So just trust me. You don't buy your supplements on Amazon because chances are they're not even real. I actually showed a little video clip in one of my, my podcasts and one of my YouTube videos. It was from a documentary. I'll just, I'll be brief on this a documentary a long time ago. It was a guy that picked up just some immigrant workers off the side of the road, brought them back to his house, sat them down at the table, gave them empty capsules, had this big bowl mixed up some, it was like just rice bran powder, anything white basically into a big bowl. He had them fill the little capsules. All you need is a label maker and a sealer. So at the end, he's like, here's a bottle of whatever that I can now sell on Amazon for $60. And there's nothing in it that is real. Nothing on the label is actually in the capsule. So you don't buy from Amazon. Number two, yeah, to answer your question, a lot of the, the bro science products have a ton of caffeine because these dudes that go to the gym or even, you know, girls that go to gym, you know, the days of hydroxy cut. I don't know if you remember them, but we like to get jacked up, right? We want to feel like we're crawling out of our skin. No, you don't need that. You don't need astronomical levels of caffeine. You don't need a pre-workout. You know, you, we just want this to come in and actually not stimulate you. That's why on the front of the thyroid fixer, it's a non-stimulant fat burner. It's not full of caffeine. that's going to make you feel like you're losing your mind. It's just going to really, it gives you a nice steady energy through the day. It's like this, this just beautiful, steady energy. And the effect on your body comp is, is amazing. So I've played around with like the GLP ones, the Manjaro, the Trisepatide, the Semaglutide. 
I played around with them. And actually I was away last week and you know, with travel, it's really hard to eat well. So I started seeing the scale go up and I'm like, you know what, when I get home, I'm just going to do another GLP shot to try to balance things out. And for our listeners who don't know what that is, it's, it's a weight loss peptide. Weight loss peptide. Yeah. Like the, the, it's basically a type two diabetic drug, but all of us biohackers are using it. Nat's talked about it. I've talked about it. Zora's talked about it. And, and it's kind of, I call it the Beverly Hills soccer mom drug of choice for weight loss. Cause it's kind of become the fad, but you can use it biohacky wise, just like a once a month kind of thing. I'll throw it in just for insulin control. So instead of doing that, because there is the chance that you can lose lean muscle tissue. I took thyroid fixer. I took it with me. So I was taking it every day. And I got to tell you, I'm back home. And I was just thinking this yesterday. I'm like, I'm feeling like I'm good. Like I lost those five pounds that I put on. I don't have to take a shot. I don't have to risk losing my muscle or my facial fat and get Manjaro face. I'm good. So that's, I mean, it was actually like kind of cool for me to see. I'm like, okay, in like seven days, I lost weight. (laughs) My stuff works. (laughs) This really works. I'm so excited about this because it's an alternative. I, I think a lot of people out there love to try those weight loss peptides, but don't want to inject themselves. A little bit scared. It's still new. This one sounds like a much safer way to go. And and we have a discount code, uh, Zora, for 10% off on the fix, thyroidfixer.com. It's a double X. And I, I'm going to have that link in the show notes. Hi, it was so inspiring. And when you mentioned the word medical gaslighting, I was like, oh, that's what's happening. Because we talked with Zora yesterday, like I've tried to talk to some doctors and like, they're you're fine. And I'm like, no, my hair, I'm losing my hair. My nails are getting thinner. I'm not losing weight like I used to. Like, like you saw your husband, I eat a slice of pizza. And then it's like, I have, it takes me a week to lose like the pound. Like, so I was wondering, like, how do we consult you if we are overseas and, and we have different lab systems? So overseas, so in, in the United States, we can prescribe to all 50 states. So if you're listening in the US, not a problem. We got you covered on all things, even bioidentical hormones. Overseas, it gets a little bit tricky. I do have patients that are, I mean, I've seen people in the UK, in Spain, South Africa, Australia. I've had them from all over. But it's tough when it comes to the the medicine because it, like we were talking about earlier, it kind of depends on the country that you're in, whether or not you can self-source. And then number two, if you're not in a self-sourcing type of country, will your doctor or any doctor listen and give you the prescription that you need? Now, there are some places that I can guide you like, there are testosterone boosting supplements that we can get progesterone over the counter. We can use things like bias cream for the hormones. I mean, obviously we can use T2 to boost your metabolism, but when it comes to T4 and T3, if you're in one of those non-self-sourcing country, then it just gets a little bit more rough to, to find a, a physician or a practitioner that will prescribe for you. But some of, I mean, some people have, some people have come to me that are overseas and they're like, you know, I have this doctor that really wants to help me, just doesn't know what to do. And then that's easy. And you mentioned T2 is the uh, thyroid fixer. That I just placed an order. So I'm testing out if it's going to get through Spain and I'm going to make another one actually sending to the UK. So I'll be the guinea pig for the Europeans to see if we can get it through. You you mentioned, Dr. Amy, that you have sent before abroad before without any problem, right? Absolutely. Yeah. UK is not a problem. I'm not positive about Spain. Canada has this weird customs where, 
I mean, we ship a ton to Canada, but every so often customs will stop a package. And I don't, I still don't know why. I have no idea what's going on with your government up there, you Canadians. But every so often customs will stop a package and they'll charge somebody like $50 to get it out of cost. I mean, it's a moneymaker, you know what I mean? It's a moneymaker. So it just depends on the country and whether, I mean, I think you said, we'll see if it gets through customs, right? It's without like being charged astronomical amounts. It just varies based on the country. So we, we find our drug mules, <laughs> right? <laughs> ship it over in their suitcases. Um, that's my always second go-to. So we'll try. I'll keep you guys posted. Dr. Amy, um, before I let you go, I'm going to let everybody know that they can find you at dramyhorneman.com. Your, your podcast, your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, I'll have links to that in the show notes. Are there any last words that you want to give to a woman going through menopause? You don't stop. You have hope that things can change. You don't accept your symptoms. When you have symptoms, it's your body giving you a gift, whether you think it's a gift or not. It's a gift to let you know, hey, there's something going on. You just need to pay attention. You need to do something about it. But here's the thing. You can do something about it. And like Zora said earlier, it is very important, very important. I will, I will stress this that you work with a thyroid and hormone specialist, not just a one-of-the-mill functional medicine. If you see functional medicine, integrated medicine, those words are being tossed around like candy right now. They're just marketing words. And you can go to a functional medicine practitioner that has zero clue about the thyroid, no clue about the hormones, or worse yet, treats you the same because they came from conventional medicine and they just decided to change their tagline. We do functional now. They still treat like conventional. You have to find a thyroid and hormone specialist because it is a nuanced art. So don't give up. I want you to stay hopeful because things will change. I promise you things will change and find a thyroid and hormone specialist to work with. They can have a one-on-one -on -one with you. Uh, and I also saw you have programs. What else do you, and your supplement, everybody's got to go check out all the other supplements I'm trying to try about, but how can they work with you or your team or how does that work? Yeah, we have a variety of, of programs. We have a group program. If you happen to have a, like we were talking about with Samantha, a good doc, maybe that will just do whatever. We have one-on-one -on -one programs, um, two different one-on-one -on -one programs where we do everything for you. So we'll order your labs. We'll prescribe. We'll prescribe the thyroid. We'll prescribe the bioidentical hormones. We'll prescribe LDN. We can do peptides. So we can do the whole shebang in the one-on-one -on -one program too. Awesome. All right, Dr. Amy, we are going to do a part two on testosterone. <laughs> I'm trying to talk that about that, but I have that to one. let you go. But we will definitely hook you, you up again and every all our listeners. And um, I'm so grateful for all the work that you do, the support you're giving to women going through menopause and giving them hope. And I'm so excited to have you on again. So have Thank a good so day. <laughs> Take care. Hey, did you enjoy the podcast? Don't forget to subscribe to be notified of all the new episodes and leave a review to help build the tribe. It's a small act of kindness that brings me big benefits and helps others find this amazing content. The best thing you can do is share. Sharing is caring. Statements made on this podcast have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Anything we say or products we mention are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information provided by this podcast is not a substitute for personal medical advice and not intended to replace a one-on-one -on -one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional. It is intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from the personal research and experience of me and my guests.